I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mavericks with the basketball. Doncic. Oh, goes behind the back. The floater, you bet. Luka Magic. Absolutely scintillating stardom from Luka Doncic. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. Late last night, Luka and the Mavs took down the Clippers by a score of 105-289. Luka with 42 points in 42 minutes. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books using promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Promo code DAILY, 20% off any subscription. BetQL Daily, weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Radio.com app, Radio.com Sports YouTube page. Subscribe to the podcast. And we now welcome into the show Ryan McDonough at McDNBA, host of the Radio.com NBA show. And uh, Ryan, you know how it is this time of year. A lot of conversation about college hoops. We want to get to the association, of course. Uh, But do you partake? Do you fill out a bracket this time of the year? Yeah, good morning, guys. Always great to be on with you, too. And, yeah, of, of course I do, Joe. In fact, I have uh, your, your colleague, one of our bosses here at Radio.com, Eli Hershkovich, coming on my show later today. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to pick uh, not only the Final Four, but the National Championship game and the winner as well. Uh, so, yes, I do fill out a bracket. I take it seriously. Uh, but I defer to the college basketball experts like Eli. <laughs> um, I have some strong opinions, but uh, those guys spend more time on the college game than I do. All right, so here's my question, Ryan, as it relates to what you used to do as an NBA front office executive. What was your philosophy regarding how well guys played in the tournament? Because it seems like year after year, there were guys that would go on a big run in the tournament. There'd be all kinds of hype and hoopla around them, and maybe they'd get drafted higher than they should as a result, but then the flip side is, I guess there's a guy like Kemba Walker who turned out to be a really good pro after he went off in the tournament. How did you decide how much to weight the NCAA tournament performance by draft prospects? Yeah, that's a really good question, Ross, and that's a topic of debate in NBA front offices. I always tried to default to what I saw most of the time, and what I mean by that is a recency bias is real. It's easy to get caught up in what you saw most recently, especially if a player plays very well or very poorly in the NCAA tournament. That's the last evaluation window you have as as an NBA executive. Um, So there's some good examples of that where a guy went on a great run and it ended up that he had a very good NBA career. Uh, You mentioned 
Kemba Walker, Carmelo Anthony is another who led Syracuse to a national championship uh, as a freshman, and now it's going to the Hall of Fame someday. Uh, but there have been others, you're right, that, that have played uh, very well. People got caught up in the hype, and then they had panned out in the NBA. So, again, Ross, you know, these guys, uh, this season was a little different with COVID, um, but under a normal calendar, the college players usually play 30 to 40 games a year. So I tried to go back to what I saw most of the time. Uh, now, you'd like the guy to play better in, in the big games and in the clutch situations, uh, whether that's against the best teams in their conference uh, or against the best teams just on the non-conference schedule or in the conference tournament and NCAA tournament in particular. Uh, but again, I, I defer to what I saw most of the time and tried not to get carried away with how a guy played in the NCAA tournament, which, as you guys know, is a very unique environment. Uh, with the one-and-done format, especially this year in Indianapolis with the quarantine, uh, with the COVID, and some teams really not having a lot of practice time. It's a great debate. Uh, did, did you see more of uh, like the hype going around players that it would have great conference tournaments, uh, great NCAA tournaments, or did you see more of uh, teams backing off players because when the lights were shining the brightest, uh, they threw up some duds? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a couple examples of guys who didn't play very well in the NCAA tournament or even make the NCAA tournament in some places and went on to have terrific careers. Uh, if you go back and look at Kevin Durant, his one year at, at Texas, um, you know, they, they were, a, you, know, you know, like a hot team with people filling out their brackets because Kevin Durant was so terrific. And, again, if you look at his body of work, you watch what KD did over the course of the regular season in the Big 12, which, as you guys know, is as good as any conference in the country. Uh, it was fantastic. But I, I think they lost in the second round, guys, if memory serves me correctly. I don't even think they got out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Um, and, you know, what do you know? Kevin Durant goes on to have one of the best careers in NBA history. Uh, Paul George was on a very bad team. In college, I don't even think they made the NCAA tournament uh, at, at Fresno State. They were a you know, middling team in their conference. So uh, there are some examples, again, of guys who played very well. Uh, ideally, obviously, if, especially if you're picking at the top of the draft, um, you'd love Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State, for example, to go on a run, go to the Final Four, to have Cade play great. That would make you feel better about projecting him potentially as number one pick. But uh, I will say this. If he doesn't, if Oklahoma State gets upset in the first three weekend, even if they lose in round one, uh, that, that shouldn't significantly change how NBA evaluators feel about Cunningham because they've had now three or four months to evaluate him, and he has a relatively robust body of work. Okay, so – Ryan, I think maybe since we last spoke, uh, you know, you've seen the Nets get Blake Griffin. Now the Bucks are making a move. As a Sixers fan, I kind of want them to make a move. Is it bad that they haven't? Are there still places out there where they could improve their roster? Yeah, Ross, Philly's right there. I mean, without Joel Embiid in the short term, that really hurts uh, not only the Sixers franchise, but Embiid individually. Uh, when we did our midseason awards on the Radio.com NBA show at the All-Star break, I had Joel Embiid as the MVP um, for the first half of the season. Uh, he was playing great, as you know. He's very impactful on both ends of the court. Um, the injury is tough. Luckily, it wasn't more significant for the 76ers. Uh, so I bring it up. Even watching their game against Milwaukee last night, they lost in overtime to the Bucks uh, without Embiid. I think Philadelphia has enough. I mean, they're still 28 and 13. Uh, they're tied with Brooklyn for the Eastern Conference lead. Um, they've improved their shooting. Uh, for me, Ross, really more than a deal, it just comes down to how can they get Embiid healthy? How can they ensure the best they can that he is on the court and the team has had uh, some continuity and chemistry going into the playoffs? Uh, they, they, again, they'd love to upgrade the roster, but I don't look at Philly as a team who I think necessarily has to make a move to compete for an Eastern Conference championship. 
Uh, with Ryan McDonough, host of the Radio.com NBA show. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker at BQL Daily. And Ryan, uh, locally here in Chicago, a lot of people wondering, is uh, Thaddeus Young going to be dealt? Trade deadline is now just a week away. Um, any names that you're hearing that you expect to uh, be moved in this next week? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Yeah, I know the Bulls are getting a lot of calls on Thaddeus Young, guys. He's played extremely well. As as you guys know, I, I love the nickname that uh, Adam Amin and Stacey King have given him on the Bulls broadcast. They're calling him Sadjik Johnson because of his playmaking ability. And, uh, you know, under Billy Donovan, he's really improved as a playmaker and really expanded his game. Um, so I, I think Chicago's position as a team that's you know, relatively young uh, with a new head coach in Donovan, with a new front office, led by Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley. Uh, they will just more answer the phone and, and see if somebody blows them away on Thaddeus Young because I, I, I tend to uh, go more toward the bottom of the conferences. And, and a team I'm really focused on at the moment is the Houston Rockets. Uh, they've now lost 18 games in a row um, you know, after, after an 11-10 start. Um, and on the flip side of that, Brooklyn is 14-1 and in their last 15 games uh, with James Harden. So Houston's really uh, cratered. They did the deal with Milwaukee for P.J. Tucker yesterday that you guys mentioned. Uh, and I think they have to trade Victor Oladipo at this point, guys. Whether they want to or not, uh, they're, they're so far away from contending uh, that they've you know, traded a bunch of players, very good players, uh, for draft picks, trying to recoup some of the draft compensation that's gone out over the past couple of years, especially in the ill-fated Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook deal uh, when, when they brought in Westbrook from OKC um, and Paul went back to the Thunder. So I, I look at Houston and Oladipo uh, again, they, they, they've made moves, uh, move after move with James Harden first going out. Now, Victor Oladipo, VJ Tucker, excuse me, going out. I think they'll have to trade Victor Oladipo over the next week. Ryan, what's gotten into the Atlanta Hawks? Well, Ross, they made a coaching change, uh, you know, somewhat controversial. Uh, Lloyd Pierce, um, you know, I, I thought did a nice job there as far as what he was hired to do. And as you know, coaches are hired to do different things. Lloyd Pierce was an assistant for the Philadelphia 76ers alongside Brett Brown. And when they went through the process and came out of it, uh, you know, and, and, and went from the worst team in the league to a, a championship contender. Uh, so I, I think Atlanta tried to do something similar. They bottomed out. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Lloyd Pierce didn't get to ride the roller coaster back up, so to speak. That's just how it goes sometimes 
in pro sports. But since Nate McMillan has taken over as the, as the head coach, they've won six games in a row. Um, you know, I, I think they're getting healthier. Uh, and one of the things I really like about them, Ross, is they're winning without uh, their talented young wing, DeAndre Hunter, out of Virginia, the second-year player. I thought really made a leap this year. He's the most improved, was the most improved player candidate before he got injured. Um, so I, I really like Atlanta. The fact that they're able to do this without Hunter, uh, hopefully returning the lineup over the next month or so, really bodes well for the Hawks. Uh, they have Trey Young. They have John Collins. They added Clint Capella in season last season. They loaded up in free agency with guys like Danilo Gallinari and Bogdan Bogdanovich. And despite a lot of injuries, guys, the Atlanta Hawks are at 500 after 40 games and currently sitting in sixth in the Eastern Conference. Ryan, we get six games tonight. Anything you like on the schedule? Yeah, one, one stood out to me, guys, as I looked at tonight's card. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers and New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Portland is just minus one. I, I, I like the Blazers in this one. Uh, basically, you know, the minus one uh, line, basically a pick 'em game. Uh, here, here's what stood out to me, guys. These two teams played the other night. Um, you know, New Orleans was up big. Damian Lillard brought him back. Uh, what Lillard's done in the clutch this year is incredible. He's been by far the best clutch player in the league, and in my opinion, should be in the MVP mix. But as I look at the two teams, guys, New Orleans uh, on the road is 5-13. and 13. Now, they're 12-10 and 10 at home, uh, but just 5-13 and 13 away from the Smoothie King Center. And then looking at Portland, uh, they are 12-7 and 7 at home, where they get games in Portland tonight at the Moda Center. Uh, so I, I'm not sure. As long as Lillard and McCollum are playing, uh, McCollum returned to the lineup the other night after missing a few months. Uh, I really like Portland in this game, especially if the line is at or around minus one. So, Ryan, I know I asked you about my Sixers. I, I do want to just get your thoughts on the Nets and the Bucks as well. They're both playing extremely well, obviously making me nervous. Um, is it because of the additions? Is it because they're getting healthier? Or is it just this is who these teams are? And the Nets are legit, Ross. I mean, I picked them before the year to win the Eastern Conference. I, I feel even stronger about that now with the trade for – uh, for James Harden, uh, keep in mind a lot of what they've done, what they've done going 14 and one in their last 15 games has been without Kevin Durant, who's uh, one of the best players in the league. Uh, so they're loaded, especially with offensive talent. Uh, I think they're the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Uh, now Milwaukee's improved. Uh, Giannis has played very well, and the team has started to play better uh, lately. The Bucks got off to a relatively slow start on the defensive end by their very high standards uh, that they've set over the past couple seasons when they've been the best regular season team in the league over the last two years combined. Uh, so I, I think Milwaukee you know, realized they were a notch below Brooklyn and Philadelphia. They needed to load up, and I think that was a big part of the reason they did the deal yesterday with D.J. Augustine and a pick swap and Torrey Craig going out and then P.J. Tucker coming back. And I think Tucker really helped Milwaukee. Uh, he brings some defensive versatility, and he brings some toughness, uh, which I think are two things the Milwaukee Bucks have been a little bit lacking. And uh, you know, kudos to Milwaukee for realizing they weren't quite on the level of Brooklyn and Philly prior to the P.J. Tucker trade. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned that Eli Herskovich will be talking some college hoops with you on the next Radio.com NBA show, the next episode you guys post. Uh, tell us about the other uh, episode that you posted this week. Yeah, we, we, it's the Radio.com NBA show, but we've been a little bit college-heavy this week. Uh, we had on Pete Family. You guys know Pete, um, you know, star newsbreaker for Yahoo Sports, covers college football and basketball. Uh, so we talked a lot of NCAA tournament. We talked about Gonzaga. We talked about Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and the top prospects in the draft. And we also talked about Rick Pitino. What a, what a story with Rick Pitino was done at Iona. Uh, so we talked about that. That was more, I guess, broader, guys, on, on you know, NCAA tournament overall. Uh, today with Eli, we're going to be more specific. We're going to get into specific games and players, uh, also pick our final four and pick our national champion as well. 
Perfect. Ryan McDonough, subscribe to the Radio.com NBA show and follow Ryan on Twitter at NBA. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Anytime, guys. Always great to be on with you. Talk to you next week when we are up against that trade deadline. It'll be interesting. What what do the Sixers need? What do they need to add? That was a great game last night, by the way. Woo. I know. Until they lost. Yeah. Well. I mean, it was a good game until they <laughs> lost. For but, you, yes. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good question for Ryan next time. You know, a lot of people thought maybe they could add PJ Tucker. They want. Yeah. They thought he. They were going to get the Sixers fans thought they were going to get him. I like that. The more Tuckers there are in Philadelphia, the better it is for my brand. I wanted that to happen. Unfortunately, the Bucks got him instead. That's Ross Tucker. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Best bets are next. Eli said he's going to jump on. He's got plays for the four play-in games tonight, so don't go anywhere. This is BetQL Daily, and you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.